Try it again. And we're going in three, two, one, take 12. And it's a protege, eh? Yeah. Chronics are where you say, eh? Kaboom! What? You and the loadness, Bridget. AIB show, let's go. We have a what? special guest today, Mr. Drew Palmer, entrepreneur yo, yo, himself. Yo. What up, guys? What's going Good on? To be here. So, much appreciated for the time. Um, so yeah, for for the for the for the listening audience, we we're we're venturing out and now we're having guests from remote locations. Uh, Drew is not in studio slash apartment with Dom and I. And um, so, yes, yeah, so we're bringing people from around the way. And uh, Drew, crap, Drew and, Drew and all of us go back a ways. Um, but now Drew's at a different place in his life. We'll touch on some past and some current, obviously. And so as a Drew is currently, how do you want to describe him, Dom? A skincare entrepreneur. The man about town. Um, yeah, give us a little one too. What's Drew doing these days? Who? What is his entrepreneurial venture? And uh, yeah. where are you? How can people? How all can right. people support? Yeah, my my respect. So thanks for having me. First of all, am I the first guest or just? Yeah. No. It, it 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 depends on when this airs. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. I was gonna say, how do we phrase yeah. this? I'm not saying. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm like trying to keep up with the with the pod so far, and I'm like. Well, but the first guest still all right. Well, anyway, respect for having me on. Uh, love what you guys are doing. You know, I think you you know, outside of just the the, the history um, that you're covering, uh, you're definitely touching on that. A lot of that history is personal to me too, because I've been there for a lot of that. But um, you guys are also touching on some some very very interesting topics. So, so good move and glad to be here. I mean, so yeah. Um, what I've been up to lately. Um. Last few years, I joined my wife in, in her family's company, which is Gentry Skin Farm, and I've been fortunate enough to be able to play a part in that. Um, and we're kind of running U.S. operations for that company now. So for anybody that's listening to the pod that um, knows me from mobilities or, you know, or anything like that, or even if, you know, you don't know, definitely go ahead and look us up um, at shopgencare.com. You can see some of what we're, we're doing. Um, making products for, for black skin and um, we, we're doing amazing things. Uh, so, you know, check it out for sure. Absolutely. So that, we'll, we'll come back to that. Let's start from the beginning, right? You mentioned yeah. Obey for everyone out there. We're all friends from Obey. I'd say um, you guys are actually friends before I knew y- Drew. Yes, Drew and I went to, actually yeah, yeah. Drew and I went back to, um, to prep school, which for, uh, for non-Jamaican people, that's elementary school. And uh, we did weekend. We did one or a couple weekend classes. We went to different schools. Yeah, right, right. We did a couple weekend classes to prep for. It was called Common Entrance at the time. Yeah, which something else now, I'm sure. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah. That's what we met. I was actually, I was actually at a, a primary school in Moby, um, and I think you used to come there like on a weekend yeah. or something. I can't remember. The, the, the teacher that I had was like the best in Moby for for common entrance prep and that's how we linked up and i think amit and i kind of started a friendship pretty much instantaneously and then you know going into carnal and then from there you know? yeah and then um and then we both went to high school together um i obviously left in the middle and came back um but we went to high school together yeah. and drew lived down the way from me so we would literally pick him up on the way to um to school in the morning like we walking down and pick him up on the way uh with yeah, my dad and yeah. mom would drive and then come back up same way yeah 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 for real and then Dom oh. was there for a couple of years as i mentioned and then he fled so he was a part of this for a little bit <laughs> God, you did you ran <laughs> no so I, uh, I i would say yeah we knew each other drew but i'd say we really became friends on the, the state side in miami right 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 yeah so yeah, no we sure Drew had a um, Drew came. You came straight to Miami, right? What year do you come here? Yeah, um, it was '94. All right. Yeah. So, so you came yeah. actually. So we all left around the same, same time. time. Yeah. Same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same time. I mean, I remember. The, first of all, you guys, yo, listening to the pod, you guys, yo, your memory is on point because <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm looking, at, I'm listening to things, and I'm like, yeah, that's kind of how it went for real. 
But I mean, I don't know if you remember when you went to Jersey, bro. We used to like write each other. Yeah, like letters, like letters. You guys were pen pals. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. For understand the culture shock first of all, um, and then you know definitely having friends from Jamaica that were here all over. Because I remember, I think I used to reach out to Craig. Well, Craig was in Florida, but we'd um, reach out over the phone and stuff. But, I mean, it was, that was kind of the only way to keep in touch with it, right? I'd be calling Jersey was long distance. Yo, for real. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's pretty cell phone. Yeah. This is, this is, yeah, it was, it was, it was completely different. And, uh, yeah, we used to write letters. And back then, I think stamps were 20 some cents. <laughs> I don't know what they even are now. I don't even know where you get that. I don't even, I don't even have a stamp, let alone anything else. Ooh. Stop, drop yeah, the pen when we're on the podcast, Bridgerton. Um, yes. Yeah, so, yeah, nine to four. So I came here, went, um, kind of did the similar path as you, which was, uh, high school, finish up high school here. Which was where? Um, North Miami. So, to give you an idea, um, I know you guys covered some of the, you know, Saved by the Bell stuff for you guys. Uh, I guess I kind of jumped into what that was like for me. Um, my expectations coming to the States was just, I knew it was going to be, well, I felt like it was going to be a better situation in Jamaica, right, as far as school is concerned. So, and I was super excited about it. I think, like like Amit said, when we were finishing up Cornell College, everybody was everybody that knew they were leaving was super excited about getting out of there, and <laughs> that was the plan. It was like university or whatever, you know, straight foreign mind thing, right? Um, so coming to to North Miami, you know, it was a it was a <laughs> it, was, it was different, it was very very different, and it was totally different from the experience you guys had. Definitely, you dumb. I mean, uh, Boca thing, you know. <laughs> The world away Wait, so <laughs> from where, North Miami. So I'm trying to think, where is that school? Because I know where North Miami Beach High is. Yeah, so North Miami and NMB were kind of not sim- close enough. North Miami is like 135th Street. Okay. And um, and like so, like Miami Shores area. Yeah, yeah. kind of. Yeah, not as not as far south so as that Bar University. Yeah. But yeah. Um. So yeah, you know that that's um that. So that, de- uh, definitely a different experience than what I went through in Boca, of course. For the yeah, high school yeah, aspect. for sure. Aspect. For sure, for sure. What was it? Um, what was it like coming though? Um, being the quote unquote foreigner. Mm. Hold up, but were you in a foreigner in, in in Miami? Like, does that like? I, and again, so in New Jersey, I know I was an outlier. In Boca, you were an outlier. Are you an outlier in, in North Miami or do you blend didn't, in? Didn't feel that way. Didn't feel that way. There was still some quote unquote culture shock, but it was more just about what my expectations were versus what the reality was. But um I didn't feel like an an outsider because a couple of things. So I had my brother here already. Um and my brother was going to Bayer University. He already had a group of friends, right? And you guys remember when you started college down here that all of the universities had like a Jamaican student organization or a Caribbean student organization or something like that, right? No doubt. So, so it was kind of easy when you first came up to just plug in with people that were of a similar background. I was in high school, but, you know, my brother was like my legal guardian at the time, right? So we're, I'm rolling with him and his friends and everything. I'm plugging in with his friends. It was pretty easy. We're talking about three-year age difference between most of us, right? So it wasn't too crazy. I felt like there were a lot of people that were very, very similar to me. Um, high school-wise, no, uh, the, the, the population in high school was, wasn't was a ton of Jamaicans, but it was a big immigrant community. So a lot of Haitians, Haitians lot imagine, of, yeah. yeah, yeah, a lot of Haitians, a lot of um, Hispanic kids as well. So, yeah, but I didn't feel like an outsider at all. Yeah, see, so that's, why, that's why I figured that it was different in that situation in a positive way because you had because you had um, other people doing the same thing. Not necessarily people that were the same, but people doing the same thing, right? Going on the same Correct. path, trying everybody trying Correct. to assimilate to America, whatever yeah. it meant for them. Right, right. Yeah, there are a lot of kids that when I started, there are a lot of kids that I would meet that were very, very similar to, to me in the sense that they were last year they were in school in the Bahamas or they were in school in Haiti 
and now they're here, you know? Um, and we, we kind of trying to figure it out. Did you have any jobs when you were doing that? Like high school jobs in high school and stuff? Or were you um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, no, I, I definitely, so I looked for work the minute I could, which is once I turned 16, I started looking for work. Um, part of that was just the way. Hold up, pause real quick. So you got here when you were 15, yeah. right? Yeah, 15 going See, on. See, because yeah. I got here when I was 15 as well. And as people don't realize, yeah. Drew and I graduated high school in Jamaica at 15. Um, right. One, because we're smart, but two, because the system's a little different. I'm sorry, did you finish high school in Jamaica? Uh, I finished high school in America at that yeah, age, so, so kaboom, <laughs> extra year. So why, if this oh, is a smart right. test. Oh, you have to go back and do high school again? No, 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 no. Anyway, so, anyway, so yes, after, oh, Drew and I, after, after Drew and I crushed the academic levels in Jamaica, we came up here. But no, so, so we had to wait till we were actually off an age to do anything, i.e. 16 in, in right. Miami to go and get a job and right. get a license right. and so on. So right. when, when right. did you right. get into the banking? Banking was um, probably first year, first year of college. So 18, soon as I turned 18, I was able to get, because they wouldn't have allowed you into the banking mm. um, world unless you were that age. So, so I yeah. remember earlier this year, you and I had a, a convo about an incident which I'll remind you of in the banking thing. Um, I'm once, yeah. I do, I'm curious to know if that was kind of your first foray into, how do I put this? The interesting racial dynamics of this country, right? right. You may recall, we were right. talking about, um, your coworkers, you know, were saying right. some disparaging remarks right. about black people in a sense, black Americans. Right. right? And then, right. Right. you know, Somebody sensed that you may be uncomfortable, and then another coworker said, "Oh, oh, what? Well, Drew's not like that. He's Jamaican, right? right. Kind of right. separating, right. and but just saying, just disparaging black people, right? But when right. they break it down, they're disparaging black Americans. So, look, I remember you said, looking back, it's kind of the same thing with me when we're younger. You know, your reaction would have been much different now at this age, yeah, at that age. Yeah, yeah. Um, was that kind of your first looking back? Was that kind of your first foray into this?" What goes on in this country? That, that's well, yeah. That's that's the first one that 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 um stood out for me. Um, where I I felt like I was personally, you know, affected. Um, I did notice before the way how you know people talk about different immigrant groups. Um, uh, even even amongst the Jamaican population, um, there were Jamaicans who also you know, fed into that stereotype, 100%. right? Where it was kind of right, where it's like, yo, I'm not them, I'm not you know, them. or I'm not like them, right? Um, in in North Miami, you know, as this is mid '90s, the or the Haitian refugee crisis at the time was like still very, you know, it was high pitch, right? So there, you, all you were seeing every day is images of like the boats and these people trying to survive, right? And there was a lot of negative talk and negative talk amongst Caribbean communities, negative talk amongst black American communities. So that was the first time I was looking like, okay, why is, you know, why is everybody dealing with these, these issues like this, right? And what is informing this decision to, to even approach it that way? The banking situation, no, um, yeah. Same. That was, a, that was the first time. No, I mean, I'm in a professional environment that's supposed to be, <laughs> you know, safe space and all of that stuff. I was working with majority um, Latinos on Miami Beach and they were just having an open conversation, you know, about, and they said some stuff that was, um, and I, some of it was in Spanish and I could pick up that it was kind of like, you know, something to do with black something, you know, and they were referring to a person, um, a customer. And their way to put me at ease was to say, oh, Drew, but Drew's not black. Drew's Jamaican. You know? It's, it's different. Mind you, you are a just, dark individual. Yeah, I mean, right. yeah. nobody's going, right. Drew's not right. black. Okay, <laughs> I am black. I'm black. I'm, I'm black, for sure. <laughs> but, but at the time, you know, one, you know, I'm young, I'm young and, I'm, and, and I'm ignorant of, of what this is. And this is somebody that's my, my, my superior, okay? That's saying this. And I'm just taking it in like, okay, that, that's supposed to make me feel better about the situation, but it doesn't. But I don't know what to do. Right. 
So, you know, I kind of keep it moving. You know what I mean? Um, and, and it was crazy to me. That I remember um, one of those women, her husband coming to pick her up, and he was clearly a black Hispanic person, right? Her child, black Hispanic, right? And I'm just like, what's going on here? You know? But, yeah. So I mean, that, we, was, that we, was the we, first. We touched on that briefly, that within Hispanic culture, um, internally, many times, the black Hispanics don't see themselves as black. Exactly. Right? Even though others exactly. within the culture, the white may look, the black, actual black Hispanics right. just view themselves well, if you, as If you Hispanic. think about it, right? Like what we were touching on with even Jamaicans, like subscribing to that mentality as well, is that you're, you come here, come to this country, and there's this history of black people in this country um, that's clearly, you know, they've, they've been through immense oppression and, and all of these things. And there's a clear negative stereotype about them that's out there whether it's in media right all that stuff these people then look at you and say you're not that right so this is the way we think about these people you're not that you're from jamaica you're cool you're bob marley and <laughs> whatever else <laughs> I knew you were right? say that, yeah. and and some people end up accepting that and just pretty much saying oh well, yeah. okay i'm not that i'm not that okay we well, understand that that's not your experience but <laughs> are we all you know are we are we that different though you know what are you trying to say and and does it do it then empower that person to continue to make those kind of that kind of discriminator well that's the situation because right? you know? if this person if yeah. any of these people didn't know you then you are mm -hmm. literally that that they were talking about right exactly. know you to be exactly. you but that, i mean exactly. and it's it's funny because that's like that's everything right when you get to know somebody um that's i guess only when you get to know somebody do you really you know, change your thought process to try to understand what's going on. But until then, you have, until then, you, you have your own bias. Yeah, your biases right, are in right, there. Right, 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 for sure. Yeah. So, so going from banking, at what point did you get into the entertainment industry? Because that's when that was you know, that was late '90s, early 2000s when we would all be together pretty yeah. much every weekend. Yeah, so just right, so you right, know, right. real quick before Drew taps his own horn, <laughs> Drew was, uh, Drew's, Drew's, Drew's a real Jamaican in the sense of having multiple personalities slash jobs, etc. And um, <laughs> one of them was hip-hop artist, DJ, reggae artist, yeah. or not even reggae artist, sorry, uh, dancehall artist, um, and some yeah. stuff in between. So before Promoter, you... Oh, all that. So hold on, so hold on, two things. When you came to America, yeah. did you want to be... Did you try to um? Did you try to assimilate, i.e., be American, i.e., change the way you talk, change the way you vibe, etc.? Or did you hold on to Jamaica? Like I know later, like now we're all again. Right. Time is we've 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 all our thought processes changed. When I right. got here, I wanted to be American, right? right? I wanted to blend in and be American. And then later in time, I was like, man, I should have held on. Like it was, it was, it would have been right. more fun had I been me, right? So now right. with that, when right. you came here, did you try to be? Well, uh, you know well before you answer that, just so the audience knows, I, I, it's hard for me not to refer to him, but of course, Drew knows him as this. Amit's name to many of his close friends is Puff. First of all, right? The, right. you're the one who came up with that name. Yeah, I'm, gonna, yeah I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm about to explain why, because you just proved it. Right? What do you mean? So back I, in the... Did I not use the word chameleon in previous episodes yes, as well? Yes, but I'm going to explain it because, you know, Diddy... Right, what it was originally puffy and puff, and you know, I used to joke around that he's kind of a sellout to music, you know, just sampling everything, all this stuff, and Amit sure. just proved that his mentality was a sellout to his culture, hence the name Puff. But that's wait, did you not know that's where Puff came from? I, I did not know. Yeah, that really? that, yes. I, mean, yeah. I mean, I know the genesis of the of, of the yes. word. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. But anyway, continue. So, no, no. I'm, I well, thought I'm just it was, was like maybe. Was I mean, I don't know. I was thinking there was a Chinese suit somewhere. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> well, now, uh, now you know. I mean, yeah. yo. So, I mean, you weren't alone there, though, in the sense that I tell you, from when I was a kid, going to spending time, spending a lot, I used to spend a lot of time in New York. Um, when Kevin was going to school there and all of that, and it was easier for me as a in um, the circles I was around and those kids I was around, try and talk like, right? So 
when I'd be in New York for like two, three months during the summer and I'm playing ball at the park every day, I was with all American kids, right? Including my cousin, who is of Jamaican descent, but he is straight American, right? So I found it easier for me to just, because, you know, you know kids can be, <laughs> that's kids what can I'm be saying. I mean, right? So um, I think that's that's probably where that started for me. You know, when I, when I came here for high school, yeah, I I would find myself where I'd go, I'd go in and out, right? So depending on who I'm talking to, like or whatever, you know, there's always like a little bit of this and a little bit of that, or whatever, and that's that's kind of how I would I would approach it. I don't think I ever went to the point where I was just straight twanging, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> no, but um, yeah, honestly, there are times when I'd fall in and out of like, uh, you know, depending on who I was dealing with. Yeah, and hold up. you do that no, I assume as well in business, and versus nah. social, you don't. So nah, no, nah, nah. no, you double down. So no, so no, it's actually. And we'll go back crazy. to your hip hop days. I, I, I'm sorry, I, I, I jumped I, I, ahead. I figured you would say yeah. no and say now more than ever. You kind of stick to the roots and yeah, just no, be yourself. No, it's no, it's like I find myself where I, I'm, I'm more like hardcore <laughs> to me than you know than 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 when I was a teenage or even early 20s for sure so even in business and stuff from you know negotiating stuff whatever it's like if you don't i don't i don't think i i talk in a way that's not clear so um you know it's, it's not something that i've ever really had an issue with it's just you know i have an accent that's it you know makes sense um but hold, i jumped mm-hmm. ahead so let's go back to the the the, the dj dance hall situation. oh yeah so so you get into mm-hmm. the entertainment industry yeah entrepreneur i mean that, there yeah, that was that was kind of like did I was mention, always. Sorry, did you mention him at all the parties though? Did you? No, we haven't gotten to parties yet. Okay, no, I'm, I'm sorry. Wait, that, are, are you not here for this? Are you not listening to the conversation yeah, we're having? Guys, <laughs> a little sensitive <laughs> over the puff comment. <laughs> Apparently, Dom uh, is someplace yeah. else, my you. Time of the month for puff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, just to add to that, yeah. you know, entertainment and and you guys were doing those. Um, still doing. Still doing. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, still yeah. So yeah, hybrid hybrid events um, for my Miami people. That's company that was started like over 20 years ago but um in the, in the, in the 90s so i was always into music um not so much that i wanted to say play you know instruments or even produce i didn't i was into entertainment party and that kind of thing you guys will remember like we started doing little things maybe i think it was in the summers we do something like a half moon or yeah. whatever and that was the genesis of the party sean paul right? on that yeah. tiny little right. stage there right yeah brought yeah brought sean paul <laughs> down to moby and stuff and um and and that was really born out of just us being in moby and not with not much to do and wanting some options right so i was like yo let's try to do this scavenger hunt thing or let's do this or that right um fast forward now to just being around more people that were either DJing or in the industry, somehow um, I started getting into studios, and and then write. You know, I started writing. You know, that happened. Started probably when I was about eighteen, um, eighteen, nineteen, and then after a couple of years, I started recording, and and then that was the that was the career path. Well, that right. I mean, like, but even before that, before yeah. you were releasing the stuff. The mixtapes, yeah. even and literally tapes, right. they were mixtapes. Right, right, I remember, right. yeah, I remember being yeah. in college and you would hand deliver them, right? And mm-hmm. you'd, you'd have on the back, like, are you know, you were Jagabi, I was D Nader, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, shout out to my crew, and you'd, you'd write the stuff. In. <laughs> it's true, it's true. And those mixtapes, you know, one of the mixtapes, you used, used to do those mixtapes in the garage. And one of yeah. one of my boys, um, Damien, that, that's still you know, with, with us, that that. Um, still those hybrid events. He was amazing DJ, and we used to just get together in his dorm room, or when we're um, when he was at Barry, me and my brother were at Barry University. We used to use the the radio station studio there, and we used to record, you know, remixes and everything in there. I didn't even know that. It was, re- it was yeah, it was really just like a creative outlet. So all those tapes, a lot of those tapes were done either like in um, Omen Damon Omen's um, dorm room or. Or a Barry studio, you know, or you just rock it. We used to take the studio over like yeah, because, twelve o'clock because this midnight. Was the, this and... was before, like even you know that mix of hip hop and dancehall. This was before right. even, like Black China. This was right before that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We're doing a, doing a lot of that 
I think growing up in Jamaica, like our taste in music was, you know, we used to listen to a lot of everything, right? So, um, you know, we, we kind of approached it the same way, um, remixing the stuff and everything. Uh, and, and I think it was just a natural progression from there for me being somebody that's, um, I consider myself a creative. I love being able to actually take something from nothing and turning it into something else. So, you know, that's where the songwriting and actually learning to produce and make beats and all that came from. What was your, uh, what was your name? <laughs> Drew Lord. <laughs> that's a D R U L O R D. He had the twang in there. Yeah, man. I'm, 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 I'm the MySpace page still ready. Drew Lord. <laughs> so, yeah. During that time, well, there's another incident which I know kind of made you aware of everything going on, which would be my police incident at that time. Right. Because I remember right. actually you weren't there the night it happened, but I, either the next night or the night after, you and a bunch of yeah, I think the friends came yeah. over to check on me. Right. Um, yeah. So that's kind of another incident made you aware of things. Over the subsequent years following that, was there anything, whether it happened to you directly, other friends? Um, that kind of made you aware, or even anything good that you saw progress in things that previously, you know, weren't, were looking bleak. Yeah, I mean, I, I tell you, my my own personal experience with police has been very slim. You know, the outside of a random pullover here or there. Um, I remember when that incident happened with you, I was, I was very shocked. Not so much about fact that you had a cop that cops that were willing to do that it was more like i was shocked that it just happened so close to home somebody that i knew that somebody that i know is uh, to me i'm like you, you check all the boxes right you're like a college kid you're right all of these things that are just not gonna happen to you and that was one of the things that again in my ignorance my approach to police brutality and everything at that point in time was always just like uh, it's not going to happen to me. Right. You know? I was in that same um, like, boat, right. clearly. Just right. ignorant. <clears throat> right. He's ignorant. Um, you know, I've heard about things, and um, I want to say, like, the first, first major instance is probably the Rodney King thing back in 91, which is, which is when I was still in Jamaica. And I was just like, okay, well, cops are crazy. How could they do that? You know? Then I remember... Another standout for me for me was Amadou Diallo in New York, which is like about 99 or 2000 or somewhere there. This kid, you know, he reaches in his for his wallet or something and gets shot like 40 times or something like that. Oh, on, his, on, his, on his stoop. On his, right, mm -hmm. at his coast, right? So, and at that point, I am now an adult and I'm in New York all the time. And I'm like, that could be me. And that was the first time I kind of saw myself as one of these as a somebody that could be victimized when it happened to you again it was like you know i remember at that time we're already promoting right we're already doing parties on the beach we're working with some of these cops in miami beach and to be honest i hear them talk about these things as if it's a daily occurrence straight up you know especially when it comes to young kids that are you know they, they just deem, you know, as dogs or whatever. They're drinking and... Hold on a second. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, it's like a daily occurrence. And you just, you know, I just never thought that it was going to happen to... Within your you circle. Know, one of my boys. Yeah, within my circle, yeah. So I definitely had to, like, I had to stop and, and think about that, you know, for sure. After that, though... Um, similar thing like there was there was never anything that close to home but just really what i'd see in the news and you know i would say that 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 specific instance with you did inform the way that i i, I approached things after you know i felt like i needed to be wary whereas before i didn't you know yeah and, and for me i'd say it just i, I always say enlightenment it, it just changed yeah. my viewpoint it, it moved me past being ignorant to just understanding and like we've talked about this year, especially with everything going on, it's, it's nothing's directly affecting us, right? right. Our families. Right. Um, it, we're just aware of what's going on in the world, you know, right. and your wife, black, your kids, black, right? right. So, you know, you have this, I, I 
imagine just this, I won't say fear, but just cognizant of the world you're in now and that your kids are going to grow up in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, saw, I remember seeing a video um, this year, I would parents, you know, it was a very sad video. I remember watching it, I was feeling like, oh my God, is this where we are? Where uh, all these kids are, um, you know, they have, yeah, the parents have to talk to them about possibility of like police killing them because the color of their skin or, or somebody else for that matter, right? Not just an authority figure. Um, I remember walking away from it feeling pretty sad about it because I was like, man, I don't know if I want to grow my kids up with this kind of, you know, kind of fear, looking out on the world with this kind of fear. Um, and it's not something that I want to do, you know. Um, I do think, though, that it, it's important to be as informed as possible and then to then give them the tools that they need to be able to to survive in, in this world because it's, it's crazy out there, for sure. Um, and it's no no point in thinking that because you live in a certain community or because you're you have a certain job or you go into a certain college or whatever that you can't be met with this kind of racism because it's deeper than just you know the the on the level the personal differences that people think they have you know it's like a systemic thing um, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a lot of um, ways that black people have been oppressed in this country and it's just important for us to understand that so that it's not something that we just think we can brush off our shoulder and keep it moving you know? no doubt and i mean let's summarize it perfectly listen drew you know i could speak for hours on this right i don't, I don't right, want right, the right. audience yeah. not sure the audience yeah. wants me to speak in hours for this but i i could chat for hours about this so we're yeah. going to come back to it. Yeah. But for now, I want to shift to your wedding. Right? Yeah. And before we get... I'll, I'll tell you why. Okay. I was like, what? Amit just gave me a crazy look. Before we get there... Um, First of all, Dominic bought the same suit I had in work. No, wedding, no, no. But hold on. We're going to get there. Hold on. <laughs> right? Before we get yeah. there, your wife, your lovely wife, we actually went to school with her at UM. Yeah. That's how we yeah. knew her. Um, I'm not sure how you guys met, but lovely couple... But let's get to this wedding. So they get married, what was it, five years ago, six years ago, this month? Six years ago. Six this, years ago, yeah, yeah. We yeah. just, just celebrated our anniversary. Back then, we were battling, uh, what's Muskie? Yes. We were battling yes. Um, Zika. 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 Yeah. So, so here's, Zika here's, here's the thing. Was it Zika or Chick V? I don't know. No, no, it was, one of them no, oh, oh, it was Chick V. It was Chick V. It was Chick V. It was Chicken Gunia. It was Chicken Gunia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So this virus spread rampantly through Jamaica. Right. Yeah, but no, I yeah. think Jamaica was like the hotbed. Okay. Rampant. Yeah. And you were getting married and there was a concern from everybody. Right. In fact, in fact, my wife Katie didn't go because of that. Right, right, right. right. Um right. and I know I'm sure there are other people who didn't. And Yeah, man. Yeah, man. My my dad didn't my dad didn't make it to the wedding because he has some some medical issues, right. pre existing so, conditions that would have been a problem. Right. So it was, so it, it was, it was horrible difficult. timing for you guys. Mm. Um so the funny part is going to the wedding, we flew home to Mobe first. The wedding was in Kingston. Do you remember we had to weigh ourselves to get on the plane? Do you remember that? <laughs> I don't actually you know. Don't, you don't remember that? I mean, I'm we sure I was fine. On the scale. It was on a, I, it's not called Trans Jamaica anymore. Whatever those little planes yeah. were, right? It was, it was a little prop plane. Little like prop a, like planes, a, like but they have to make sure plane. that this, and the seats have to be distributed. The people have to sit. <laughs> so we got to sit. We just sat where we wanted, but they told us, if you remember, they hand wrote the seat numbers. They made us get on the scale to weigh so they could tell the pilots how Are much... Are you sure this wasn't just you? No. <laughs> I was actually felt then. <laughs> so before the wedding, I'm talking to Puff, this is our mitt, uh, probably two, three weeks before the wedding. And I'm, I'm at Macy's shopping for a suit. And for some random reason, I'm in the changing room. I'm like, I like this suit. I put on a suit. And I decide to call him. Right? Kind of weird that I'm changing this. <laughs> <laughs> no, but here, here's why. I'm gonna show him wife the picture yeah, first. Yeah, 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 yeah. Me. Yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, I have this thought that says, "I wonder what this fool is wearing to the wedding." Right? I call him up. I said, "Bro, what are you wearing to the wedding?" He's like, "Navy suit." I said, "Oh God." 
said, what color, what color, what color shoes, color belt? He's like, brown shoes, brown belt. I said, oh my God. I'm thinking in my head, there, there's no way. There's no way. <laughs> and I'm planning at this time to rock a blue bow tie. I don't ever wear bow ties, ever. I said, what kind of tie? I said, blue bow tie. I said, <laughs> I'm like, dude, no joke. You can't do that. I'm wearing it. And he, he's arguing with me. He says, no, he's wearing it. Right. Well, I right. already decided. Mine is done. Right. The man is right. in Macy's shopping. Buy some milk. No, but you know what? You can easily buy some milk. But you know what? Let us go twin style. I'm Danny DeVito in the situation. And he's a fat Arnold Schwarzenegger. We show up at the wedding and we're like, people are laughing. They think it's like on purpose. Like, oh my God, you guys, that's funny. Good job. Like, no, we did not plan this. Well, we did because you could have changed. Well, we stopped it. You yes. could have stopped it. Right? You had all the power and you chose not to. But. It's not like we're groomsmen. Yeah, kind, of, kind of was on purpose. Too, yeah, yeah, it's your fault. <laughs> so, and the picture's on IG. You guys can check out so, the picture. So, yeah, we'll post that. But for your wedding, the, the funny part is we're watching you when you, you, your brothers and family walk around. And Drew, for somebody, if, it, if he wasn't getting married himself, he would not be there because of Chick V. The way this guy, <laughs> the dude had on... And I, I know the people, Bro, right? Like Kevin, and, you had on a hoodie. You had on a hoodie <laughs> in Jamaica. You had on this, this Long like watch, scene. the wrong scene. You had a yeah, watch yeah. mosquito repellent on him. Something yeah. on so his hold belt up. So, clip. Hold on a second. So for the for the listening audience who don't know chikungunya, it's a mosquito-borne uh, sickness. So what you would do is, in essence, put on every bit of anti-mosquito, like off all the sprays. Every centinella candle, anything that would repel mosquitoes from you is the only protection you have. Uh, so, Drew double, double, and triple get, down. It, you know, the ramifications were for some people excruciating pain. Yeah, and it's like long term. Right. For, like women, long for women, for women, it cause pregnancy issues yeah. in birth, but right. just in general, for men and women, excruciating pain. But this, this dude also had on that, like, you know, DEET, and many people, like, yeah. you know, want to, yeah, want as little like DEET a, as possible, but something, yeah. this DEET is bad. My boy had extra DEET. Yeah. He had that like East Asian illegal DEET that cannot yeah. touch, you know, uh, the Hold surface of the you. surface. But this dude, this dude was like drinking DEET, bathing in DEET. I mean, it, it, it was hilarious. Uh, no, because oh like God, right. right now you walk around the world right now and we have um, hand sanitizer all over the place. This is what Drew had back then, which is dude, DEET. Had, I mean, had, offspring everywhere. Like, on him. Like, I don't understand. Bro, Listen, man. I, yeah, I had I had everything possible. Like I think I would probably my wife and I probably went on Amazon or wherever. I were just like everything mosquito repellent. Get it right? So armbands, spray, <laughs> the fun. You know, like like we had like a portable. You know that vape mat. You remember vape yeah, mat? Yeah, 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 yeah. We had like we had like a portable battery powered one. <laughs> just put it in your pocket. You know what I mean? Surprised you didn't have like some goggles. But, yo. <laughs> Well, you, you guys have to understand. One, we're getting married, yeah. right? So, obviously, you know, we want that to go off without a hitch. And then two, like, I'm leaving the next day to go to Maui, right? So, and that's already paid for, too. So, there's no, we're not going to be, we're not going to be uh, on honeymoon with chick Z. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, listen, I respect everybody that made it out and traveled and all of that stuff. That love yeah, yeah, I saw it because you're right, Dom. If it was me, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> or may, maybe my wife and I would probably split up like she stay and I go or yeah. something like that, like, like you guys did. But yeah, it's it a <laughs> major concern. And also, I mean, just wearing, and you have to realize that we're in Jamaica wearing hoodies and stuff like that, trying to just fend off every mosquito. And at the wedding itself, I'm avoiding every bit of sunlight because I'm sweating because it's Jamaica at the same time. So, yo, that's you're actually going they they um that's actually where I learned to drink just water with with vodka because they oh, ran yeah, out. I schooled you to that. No, but they didn't have, and I became so hy hydrated. Yeah, the problem amazing. is it doesn't hydrate you, but we <laughs> you still get drunk, guys. Vodka I mean, and water, you still get you drunk. Don't <laughs> listen to this idiot. This was this was his problem at <laughs> night too. But yeah, no, that's the game. It's it's uh, it was. I mean, again, you 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 you're trying to stay cool, yet trying not to get chick V, and yet trying not to and trying to have a good time all at the same time. Oh, by the way, Drew, I don't know if you ever heard the story. The food was amazing for the dinner, right? It was buffet style. Yeah, but yeah. Do you remember what I did? Yeah, because you're fat. <laughs> Hold on. So now, any of you people well, ever? Like, yeah, yeah. But first Hold of all, on. you had a huge Hold plate. On. So here's so what happens, great, which is great. I always respect. 
I, I give props. This the small plate buffet foolishness needs to stop in this world. It's madness. Hold on. Right? If anybody's been to a wedding, right, and you, and you know general wedding etiquette, just general etiquette, right, you will understand why Dom is just crazy. So now your table gets called up to go. There's going table, so there's so there's not this crazy line at the um at the buffet, which is logical. Now, obviously, they'll wait to call your table, and you go. Dom doesn't wait for this call, obviously, I mean, right? Because he's afraid that the good food's going to go <laughs> as it gets up there, right? As if the wedding has been planned to accommodate for the many people that are there, right? So that's number one. No, but no, to, be, to tell the truth, I did wait, but I was on the ready. Like I made sure I ran to the bathroom and came back because I, I was going to respect it. I wasn't made a troublemaker, but I was ready to go. The second table, thirteen, boom. I'm up there. And didn't you take two plates? Yeah, that, so yes, now hold on. So yes, then yes. so then it goes up there, right? So now so now he's gone early and he claims otherwise. Exactly. And that's so what I said. The man have two plates and he's going to my wife. I'm who's not even in the country. I'm telling the, because they're looking at me with the two giant plates. Because you're seeing how big like, you are. Oh, Nothing with plates. It's for my wife, is what I'm saying. It's for my wife. I just keep saying it's for my wife. <laughs> Mind you, nobody's asking him who it's for, by the way. Yeah, this is just guilt. It's yeah. just guilt. Right? You know you like you know you've done something wrong. You just keep you keep saying stuff you shouldn't say. That's what was happening there. And he's and oh, mind you, and then each plate is like a mound of food. Like yeah. you know, like generally you have like a little like your side and your main and yeah. maybe a salad. Yeah. No, Bridget. Dominic is everything yeah, on top of each other. Yeah. You know, I, I yo the man eat it with like a with, with a ladle. Like it's crazy though. Right? And he went back. Yeah, I did go back. One plate the third time, though. The second time to the third Bridget. plate. Yo, I mean, you know, and mind you, half people hadn't eaten yet. Literally. <laughs> and a man went it's, back it's, again. It's the luck of the draw. Nah, Bridget. Good boy. <laughs> Bridget. Yeah, yeah. We had enough. We had enough to you, Dom. <laughs> well, this guy just scared yeah, of this. Yeah, see, food is his fear. Chicken going there. No, no worries. <laughs> food. Will they run out to food at the wedding? Yeah, I should be a little, I should be weary and go ahead of time with this. Let's eat it. You know what I'm saying? But that was actually the first time that I even knew about Gen Care because they had a, um, there was a, 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 we all met up on her. That was like the meeting place. Right, right, right. We, yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Uh, um, like a, it's like a breakfast type vibe and thing, yeah. No, the, we, did, the we also had the, the dinner too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were, we were kind of there Plus, we weekend. went there before that to no, tour. That was, yeah, that was where we went. So no, yeah. all right, for, 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 for people listening in general, what is Gen Care? Where can they... So, versus, I mean, obviously you mentioned the website earlier, but in general, which is what, uh, and I got it wrong already, yeah, so... so um, Genkare Skin Farm is a, it's a skincare company founded in Jamaica by Jennifer Samuda um, some 30 years ago. Um, she, uh, and it's based in Kingston. Um, we do have a location here in Miramar, Florida as well. Um, and then we have our website that kind of services international um, orders. So she's, you know, groundbreaking chemist formulator. Um, an esthetician out of Jamaica who was able to, you know, create our own line of products. Um, and I made a stamp, not just on the region, but I would, I would say, you know, worldwide, she won a lot of awards. Um, and her, the company now is being run by my wife, um, Peter Gay. Jennifer Samuda passed away a few years ago. Um, and I know where my wife and I run the U.S. operations and the rest of the family, her father, my brother-in-law, they're running um, Jamaican operations. So we have the largest spa in the Caribbean, um, square, you know, dealing with square footage. Um, and, you know, right on, right on Hope Road in Kingston. Um, so I encourage everybody listening, if you're able to come through um, to our Kingston location, check it out. If you're here in Miramar, we have a location right off Red Road, um, 11607 Red Road. Um, we have some of the best, Skincare services, as well as our skincare line, is you know phenomenal. So come, come check us out and visit shopgencare.com. Um, we'll have more details about the company there and some of what we offer as well. Instagram handle? Instagram is at Gencare Skin Farm. Same thing with Facebook and Twitter. Hold up. So, uh, well, first of all, go check it out. Honestly, uh, obviously, if you can support those who are obviously Jews supporting us with the time, etc., so that would be appreciated as well. But why Skin Farm? All right. So the, it originally, um, when she started out, we, we have they have actual farmland um, where they used to grow a lot of the botanicals that they use in the products. Uh, so that's kind of what you know led to the name. Um, and 
it's funny because 30 years ago it was something that eh, kind of okay you know <laughs> i find i find that now with this environment that we're in where everybody's leaning towards the organics and everything it just fits so perfectly i mean she was really way ahead of her time in thinking um so a lot of what we what we what we promote is you know using clean ingredients and you know healthy skincare um so and the farm thing is perfect for that you know perfect perfect um yeah that's the and it's these are the things that um dom and i are hoping to do is just kind of showcase what people in jamaica are doing and obviously friends sure. of ours as well but the fact that there's a lot of creative amazing things that have come out of jamaica beyond bob marley um that we want to kind of expose you to as well yeah yeah yeah, for sure you know um for sure. people know the music they know stuff like that but there is stuff like this that drew and, and peter gay are doing that are that are amazing and worth your time and, and your interest and uh hopefully over time we'll give you more exposure to more people doing amazing things from there dom you got anything else you're done you're am, am i just am i just am i just no 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 drew and and we can talk about this in the future you know there's a, there's a lot yeah. more to talk about. Well, there I mean, is we, we've yeah. even we've even had discussions you and I about stuff in Jamaica, right? Yeah, it's not like yeah, America yeah, is the sure. big bad devil, which yeah, right. it kind of is. But yeah. um, I tell you, we 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 would need we need a, a couple of hours to get all the content. So for sure, you know, I'm I'm open to when you guys are ready. If you are, you know, have a panel on a specific thing. <laughs> you know, I, I like that idea. Like, yeah. Yeah, then maybe, maybe we can do that. Today was more of a freestyle. And, yeah. Um, definitely had some catching up to do and everything, but for sure we have, we have some stuff to discuss. <laughs> no, there's definitely yeah. some good stuff there by way of even like, you know, the, the, the music vibes, you know, the college yeah. vibes, uh, the good yeah. good times, you know, going to enough places yeah. here in Miami that were, I don't think they exist anymore, but going to places like the Marlin and stuff like that. Don't want it to be yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think because of you guys, we were actually exposed to more venues, right? Clubs and everything yeah. because of what you guys right. did. Yeah. Right. I mean, right. like you mentioned, I mean, just now the Marlin, which is an iconic hotel on South Beach. You right. guys used to host something there every Saturday, but when it, every Saturday, it, yeah, it, right. it was a, it was, it was an open, jazz. it was an open event where, mm. you know, like an open mic kind of thing where you would perform right. and you have people do a little yeah. thing. I remember one time there was someone there who was just, um, you know, reciting the poem they wrote is great. And it's, it's a very intimate setting in an iconic landmark right. location. And we just go hang out right. there, you know, for right. a few hours on a Nikki, Saturday night. Nikki, Nikki Beach, Nikki Beach. Nikki, oh, was, Nikki yeah. Beach. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Big. Nikki's was, was with you guys. You know? And then, yeah. um. Yeah, I remember uh, back, back then, you know, I mean, if we're talking, we're talking 2000, you know, early 2000s, the South Beach was still very much dance music. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, hip hop wasn't, really played much less dance hall no, and, yeah. and, and 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 a lot of the club owners had their own you know yes um ideas about what well, you what know a dance hall crowd looked like and all of that stuff you know well why so do you we, think we, that's we, where we, those dress codes were implemented you remember in the right. early or the late 90s oh, we'd the have no to, hats and stuff oh the no hats that was one oh. thing but it was like the kind of pants and yeah. shoes and shirts right. you had to wear it right. and right. then if you're the lucky two baggy jeans if you're lucky to hear uh yeah can of two baggy jeans yeah you'd have a hip hop room, which would be the tiniest freaking room in like, <laughs> right, right. you know, like liquid yeah, or man, something. I mean, like I remember, yeah, liquid. I remember going to Fat Black on a Monday night. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. A liquid, which is used to go through the alley and go upstairs yes. or whatever. And hip hop, the hip hop room there was literally maybe, maybe 200 square feet. I don't know. It was small, smaller than like uh, a was, patio. Yeah. And, was trying to create, and you would go in there and it was right. Trying to prevent a certain crowd. Right? right when you think about it, looking right. at it, it was absolutely yeah. trying to prevent a certain crowd from coming in right. but yeah, yeah listen those so are that, that yeah man that's, we, we could we could definitely have some discussions about that because even our, our experience as promoters going to these club owners and pitching our ideas on right and kind of what we're met with and what we had to overcome in order to get into a venue that's predominantly you know for dance music and for <laughs> not yeah. you know other people, <laughs> right? Um, it, was, it was something else. We always had to prove ourselves, you know. Yeah, and then first how... night we were the first night we were in Nikki Beach. First night we did spice at Nikki Beach. To wait, wait, out. time out. Just to, to let mm. people know, from anybody not from part that that was like a landmark and still is location. Yeah, and right. venue. And, 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 and people, young people, and young people of color doing something there. 
is is I mean it's featured in movies, it's featured in a bunch of things. Yeah, it's, it's like essentially groundbreaking spot. to do that. But go on. Very much. Yeah. And you think timing wise, right? So um I don't even I wanna say early two thousand Nick Sundays at Nicky Beach was like the thing worldwide. It wasn't even like just the best party in Miami. It was probably the best party on the planet. I mean, that's what launched Nikki Beach to be what it is now as far as hotels everywhere and, you know, <laughs> venues in all over the world, right? So you'd go there on a Sunday and there would be Mariah Carey on your left, Diddy over there, whoever, you know, it was the who's who. So to get into a venue like that at that time, it was... It, it was it was rough, and you guys and were getting, we had to, on, a, uh, on a Saturday night. Is what it's not like you guys right. were getting them on a Wednesday, right? On the right, exactly. you got them on a Saturday night. Exactly. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, one second, guys. One second. Got to wait. Hey, you can start with the boxes outside. I'll be there. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. So, no, all right, we'll wrap it yeah, up. Yeah, Jews yeah. got Jews got business. Twelve o'clock. Twelve o'clock. One of the best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Drew's got Drew's got yeah, life, but, life to get back to, um, yeah, but respect, so yeah, yo, respect, respect for the time for real. Keep keep uh, enlightening people. Fight the power. Right. <laughs> Just, justice over order. But right. listen, I think you know we we'll start we we'll start with we we'll start with our circles, right? Because there's a lot of work I think we need to do, <laughs> yes. even just you know with our friends, um, friends you know, and family for of, us. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. So. Educating ourselves is the first step, um, and I'm constantly seeking out more and more information just so I can fully understand the scope um, of of what's going on here. Um, and then from there, it's to kind of get everybody clued in as well, so that we don't make these random assumptions and judgment calls and everything like people do all the time. No doubt. And to finish, we've mentioned him probably two or three times, Mr. Robert Nesta Marley. Emancipate yourself. From mental slavery, people. Do this. Yeah. All right. On that, I have nothing else to add on that. <laughs> Justice <laughs> over Both. all yeah. order. Yeah. Always. <laughs> Justice over order. Um, Follow us. Yeah. Like, subscribe. Yes. Yeah, be sure. Uh, respect again, Drew. Go check out Thank shop. You, shop.gencare.com. No, I think you messed that up. Shop, shop Gencare. <laughs> See, that's shop what I'm saying. Gencare. Shopgencare.com. There you go. Shopgencare.com. Gencare with a J. Gencare with a J. Jen Kier, right. there you go. Um, right. Check it out, everybody. Uh, we'll we'll obviously tag this in the in the in the podcast notes. You see that as well. Uh, respect again for the time, Drew. Top road for life, Mobe. <laughs> Top road. Right. Big up. <laughs> yeah. Much love, Good everybody. Talk soon. All right. Bless. All right, bro. Thanks.